Oh, grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, once again in our text for today, we see that in this world there will be trouble. Indeed, you and I might look at someone such as Stephen, someone acknowledged by his local community as having the Holy Spirit, as being someone dependable uh, that can be able to, to go out and do ministry among, well, we're told the, the widows of that day, of someone especially selected, someone who wasn't afraid to even tell it like it is. He's able to go among people and say, you know, you folks have always resisted the Holy Spirit. It's something that doesn't make a, a pastor all that popular, does it? To have a sermon like that. And yet he's able to take on all of those responsibilities. He's selected, like I said, by his local community. We might think if anyone deserves God's protection, right? if anyone should be able to kind of go around in a, a plastic bubble, you know, so to speak, it maybe would be Stephen, right? We can imagine that Stephen wakes up in the morning, the angels are, are singing, you know, they're just outside his room and he goes about his ministry filled with with power, and he always has a big smile on his face, and he's doing important things, and, you know, wouldn't that be grand? And yet, of course, we know what happens, don't we? Stephen is taken outside of town, and people throw rocks at him until they think he's dead. He is murdered by the people of his own community. Here, again, a, a man filled with the Holy Spirit, a, a man you know, beloved you know, by God. That's what we, we would think, right? And that's what the scripture says. And yet he meets such an end. But dear friends, have, have you ever just maybe thought within your own heart, you know, Lord, I deserve more. Has, has it ever been there? Have you ever kind of thought to yourself, you know, Lord, I, I've come to the, this church for the last, you know, 40 or, or 50 years, and I, I've tithed of, of my income, and I've participated in the, the ladies' aid, and I helped out with funerals over the years, and I taught in the Sunday school, and, you know, Lord, why are bad things happening to me? Has it ever you know, come to you? Maybe you didn't even share it with your wife or your husband. But has it ever thought ever been there? And I, I think, you know, maybe we'd all have to raise our hand. We'd have to say, yeah, you know, because I, I thought, you know, like it says in the Old Testament, right? we, we, we think of the Old Testament sometimes, don't we? God was with him and he prospered. I like that. Yeah. You know, if I can just go out there and do things right, you know, and, and, and God will be with me, and, and then I prosper, and everything is working out good. Right? That's 
really where we would like to be, isn't it? But yet, but again, today, the Lord tells us, in this world, there will be trouble. Right? The example of Stephen tells us that no matter how holy we are, no matter how much of the Lord's work we're doing, right, the people of our own community might turn on us, uh, take us outside of town, throw rocks at us until we're dead. Right? That, that could happen to a Christian. No matter that they're at the top of their game. No matter that their, their faith is wonderful. No matter that they have power from on high. Still bad things can happen. We don't like that, do we? I don't like that thought. But dear friends, have, have you ever thought about the reality of this world in the fact that we often don't grow unless we experience some kind of conflict. Indeed, you know, you, you and I, we might know one or two people, right, that they, they really love learning and they really love developing themselves. And no matter what, what, what's happening in the outside world, you, you can see them you know, picking up a new skill or learning something from a new book that they just bought or you know, they're, they're studying some courses online or you know, through their television these days. Yeah, we, we, we know a, a couple people like that. But, but you know, let, let's face it, for me, you know, it, it, it's easy to start to coast, isn't it? It's easy to, to maybe say, yeah, you know what, I'm, I'm approaching 60 years old, and I, I think that maybe I don't need to purchase any more toys. Uh, in, in fact, maybe for, for me, I should just go back and read some of the ones that I have already, right? Uh, you know, you start to, to lose a, a few IQ points or whatever. Right? And so, you know, you, you maybe can get to that point when you say, you know, I've, I've I've exercised for a lot of years, and, and maybe I, I'm, I'm just not going to exercise anymore. I'm, I'm kind of tired of it. I'm, I'm maybe fed up. You know? Or, you, you know, have you, have you ever thought, some of you older folks in the community, it's time for people to learn to get along with me. I'm tired of learning how to get along with other people. It's time for other people to learn how to get along with me. Now, so, so you chuckled a, a, a little bit, but, you know, it's so easy for us to get to that place, isn't it? Or I, I, I don't really, you know, care to sit in the classroom and try to learn uh, any more things. I don't really care to you know, apply myself to relationships anymore. It's time for people to get along with me. I, I, I don't really know that I, I want to exercise anymore. I, you know, I'm just kind of tired of that stuff. And, and that, dear friends, is kind of where the average person comes to be, isn't it? Right, it's good enough. Right, I start coasting. You know, th things are fine. I'm getting along, and we, for for most of us anyway, 
right? Not, not everyone here, but for, for I think most of us. We never would learn, we never would grow unless something happened to push us, right? You're going along and you think that everything is fine and suddenly some of your relationships start falling apart because you, you took that attitude. Hey, it's time for other people to get along with me. You start having some conflicts and you say, oh, wait, you know what? I, I, I go to work, some people are mad at me and I come home and my wife is mad at me and I call my kids on the phone and they're kind of mad at me and, and I, I, I don't know what's going on. What, what do I need to do? Well, you know, maybe I, I need to maybe go visit a counselor. And hopefully the counselor tells me, you, you know what, you probably got to at least give 50%, right? You can't just take that position. People need to learn to get along with me, right? You have to maybe learn some new skills. You have to learn some new techniques, right? You have to start to try to apply yourself once again. And, and so you, you got a book or, or two. You begin to study a little bit. Right, you, you begin to work on your relationships. And, and then hopefully you begin to find that, okay, you know, things at work are smoothing out again a little bit. Right? My, my relationship with, with my wife is a little bit more balanced again. My, my kids will actually take my calls, you know, when I call them on the phone because right, I started to work on some of, of the details, right? Or, or you're, you're like, I'm kind of feeling here, here today and say, you know what, I'm, I'm approaching 60. I'm kind of tired of exercise, you know, uh, like the, the, the great athlete said back when I was a, a kid, uh, you know, sports make you stink and sweat. Be a thinker, not a stinker. I don't know if you would remember that quote or not, but it kind of comes from way, way back in the 70s, probably, you know. See a big-time athlete standing up there before kids, and he was trying to convey that idea that you know a lot of young people, they don't make it to professional sports. Because, you know, you see a, a big-time athlete that's making millions of dollars, and he said, I want to be like that guy. And his position was he, he's trying to keep people in school. He said, you know, don't put all your eggs in the basket of athletics because a, a lot of people are not going to make it. I be a thinker, not a stinker. But so you're you're kind of feeling like I am today, and you know, and you're you're saying, you know, I'm, I'm you know kind of had with exercise, and I'm kind of tired, and 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 then you know what, what happens? You go to the doctor, and he says, you know, your cholesterol is high. Now, are you, you know, maybe going to have some indicators of a coming heart attack. Or, you know, I, I'm kind of fearful you, you might have a stroke or something like that. And so the doctor says you need to start exercising. Ah, oh, yeah, I didn't want to hear that. But then because you're uh, afraid of some of those consequences the doctor put in front of you, you know, he said, I, I want to lower my cholesterol and I don't want to have a heart attack and I certainly don't want to have a stroke. And so he said, okay, here's, you know, some, a new exercise program for older people like me. Right, I'm going to get out there. I'm going to, you know, walk a couple times a, a week and maybe I'm going to lift a, a little bit of, of, of the, the weight still, maybe not as much as I did in my younger days. Uh, but, you know, there's going to be some things I start to do. Now, what, what, what was it that, that caused that? Right, it was the doctor putting some pressure on you, right, to make some changes, right? 
Because you're tired, you're frustrated. You you got fed up for some reason. And now you needed that little bit of push again. The wake up call. And dear friends, our Lord and Savior, he tells us up front, you know, in this world, there's going to be trouble. And I'm just suggesting today that perhaps, you know, one of the purposes of trouble coming into our lives is that we would continue to grow, that we would continue to, to make some changes, or that, that we would have a little bit of pressure applied on us so that we can get better at something. Because, you know, really isn't that what life is supposed to be about, right? Now, here we are coming into spring and summer. You know, we're talking about new life. You know, what, what does that mean? It means that, that the grass is going to grow. Right? The trees are going to get some buds on them. Right? Your, you know, fruit trees are, are going to start to develop fruit, and, and the things you planted in the ground, they're, they're going to start to sprout once more. We're, we're going to have some growth taking place. And so maybe, right, just maybe, when the hard times come, right, when the, the bad things enter into your life, it, it's not because God, you know, stop caring. It's not because, you know, somehow the, the plastic bubble that's supposed to be around me has failed, and I don't know why God forgot about me, but rather, you know, perhaps it is simply that the Lord wants us to grow again. Perhaps it's simply that, that we've gotten a little bit stale, or that we've been, you know, coasting a, a little bit in some areas, and the Lord himself would like to see us doing better and, and getting better and, and you know trying harder and, and you know striving after him. The Bible talks about that. But when it is the last time you heard a friend or neighbor say, I have started striving after God again. But we don't hear language like that, do we? And yet the Lord desires all of our heart, doesn't he? He desires all of our soul. He says in the commandments, you know, put me first. I want to be number one. You shall have no other gods before me. He also, you know, provides rest. Our souls, does So, if you've been in a time of conflict, or if you've been in a, a place where things just aren't, aren't working, and it, it seems you know like the, the you know waves are, are just kind of crashing in, and, and things just have stopped working, the Lord also promises, "Come to me, and I will give you rest." He also says, my, my yoke is easy. Right now, you know, many of us, we, we haven't seen a, a, a yoke maybe in our lifetime. But, you know, maybe you, you walked in your grandfather's barn and, and you saw, you know, the, the, this funny shaped thing. And, and you said, Grandpa, what is that? And he said, well, that was a yoke. 
I, I, I used to put that around my animals and I take them out to, to plow the field. But God says, you know what? Yeah, I, I'm going to harness you. I'm going to harness your power. But the yoke that I put upon you is light. It's not a big, heavy, cumbersome thing. My yoke is light. And, and my way, it, it will be easy. And why? Because he loves us, right? Now, it, it's kind of like when you sit back and, and consider uh, you know, kind of my, my concluding point. When your kids were in school, did you make them go? Did you make them go to school? And did your kids sometimes, oh, mom, dad, I just hate it there. It's like the worst place. And the teachers are so miserable. The bus driver, man, he's like the worst bus driver ever. And I just, oh, why do I go to school? And you said, oh, little John, you can stay home this week. Right, that's okay. Is that what he did? No, right? He just kind of laughing, kind of laughing and smiling today, right? Because, right, you knew little Johnny needed to grow something. And you knew that he needed to have some of those experiences. He needed to increase in, in his knowledge, his wisdom, his skills, right? You understood, right, that that was necessary. And dear friends, God loves us so much. That sometimes he lets trials come into our lives so that we can grow, so we can enter a new season, right? so that we can be like the, the fresh crops in the field once again. So, yeah, there's a, a little bit of pressure put on us, and it doesn't feel that good. And, and you know, like little Johnny, I don't really want to go out there today, and I don't really want to face the, the, those people, and I don't really want to have those conflicts. But God says, if you do, it's going to make you better. It's going to make you stronger. And maybe you're, you're not going to notice it today. You're not going to notice it tomorrow. But if you keep persevering through these obstacles, you're going to get strong. And you're going to get green. And you're going to be closer to God. See, God loves you so much that he can even use the trials, the troublesome things in your life to make something good once again. Amen. May the grace of our God and Father and our Lord and Savior strengthen and preserve you steadfast in the true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.